Hey there, listeners. Renee Collins here, CPA, financial planner, and the founder of Retire Ready. Retire Ready is a registered investment advisory company in Illinois, and we focus on helping first-generational wealth builders save more money, invest smart, and build wealth, not just for today, but for generations to come. I want to thank you for joining me today on the Retire Ready To podcast as I discuss planning for retirement when you don't have access to a pension. So a few months ago, I had a conversation with a friend from college and he wanted to talk about retirement planning. We are at that age where many of our friends that we attended college with, well, they're starting to retire especially if they took jobs in the public sector, jobs that are working with the state or federal government because they have pensions. The public sector is one of the few sectors that will still provide their employees with a pension. So his question to me was, how do you retire without a pension? So how do you plan for retirement if you don't have a pension? And I said, you know what? That is a great question. And that is also the inspiration for this podcast slash vlog. Fortunately, my college friend, he does have access to a 401k via his employer. However, there are a lot of people who are not as fortunate. As a matter of fact, according to the AARP, half of Americans do not have access to a pension nor a retirement plan such as a 401k or 403b. That's like 57 million people who don't have access to a retirement plan. So today, I wanna provide you with some options to plan for retirement when you don't have a pension. What can you do? The first one is create a financial plan. Having a plan, it provides you with clarity. It provides you with clarity, especially in uncertain times, such as the ones that we're living in today. When you have a plan, you can maximize your resources. You can allocate your money towards those things that are most important to you. And you can make sure that you are on track to achieve your long-term financial goals. And I know that there's a lot of anxiety and stress and overwhelm when you're planning for retirement or even just trying to think about retirement, especially if you're getting a late start. So if you're in your 40s or your 50s or even in your 60s, I want you to know that you can make a big difference in your future if you get started now. And thanks to medical technology, people are living longer. It's not uncommon to spend 20, 30 years living in retirement. The Social Security Administration states that the average life expectancy for those who are still alive at age 65 for a man is 84.3, and for a woman is age 86.6. Most Americans are living longer these days. I mean, even my grandmother, she lived to see 100 years on this earth. That's a long time. And I know sometimes it's hard for us to see what the future holds for us, to determine what does life look like down the road? What am I doing in retirement? Some people can't even see themselves in retirement. But with the help of a financial planner, you can map out a plan that allows you to have options and explore the possibilities, even if you can't see the big picture right now but the key is to get started sooner 
rather than later. And you'd be surprised what you can accomplish with a little bit of proactive planning and a good 10 plus years. Number two, getting back to the basics of budgeting. Now I know when people hear budget, it's like a four letter word. First thing comes to mind is someone is telling you what you can and cannot do with your money, that there's some restriction on what you can spend your money on. But budgets are really a great cash management tool. It is a great tool for creating a financial foundation. A budget helps you allocate your hard earned resources towards those things that matter most to you. We spend a lot of money on things that really don't matter to us. And it's mostly because we are not thinking consciously about our spending. We go to the store, we see an item on the end cap for sale for 50% off. And then we think, oh, wow, I need this. It's 50% off. This is a great deal. But in reality, you really didn't need it. When you take it home, you're trying to figure, figure out who are you going to give it to? And just because something is on sale doesn't mean that you're saving money by purchasing it. When we have a budget, it helps us to stay focused on what really matters to us. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to call it a budget. I'm going to call it a spending plan and feel free to reframe it any way you want, because I think a spending plan is actually more of an accurate description about what it does. It is a plan that allows you to allocate your money towards what is really important to you. So if saving for retirement, if that's really important to you, then make sure you add that line item to your spending plan and make it non-negotiable. Three, maximize your employee benefits, explore all the benefits that your employer provides, and then make sure that you're taking full advantage of all of them. So if you have access to a 401k, start making contributions to your company's plan. And at a minimum, make sure that you are putting up to the company match into that plan if they provide you with a match. In 2022, you are allowed to contribute up to $20,500. And if you're over the age of 50, then you can do what's called a catch-up contribution and contribute an additional $6,500. Number three is to open up an IRA. It could be a traditional IRA or it could be a Roth IRA. But if you don't have access to a retirement account with your employer, an IRA account is a good option. Or if you have maxed out the amount that is allowed into your retirement account with your employer, then having access to an IRA will allow you to make additional contributions for your retirement. Now, the downfall of the IRA is that there are low contribution limits. So you can only invest $6,000 a year into a IRA, whether it's a Roth or traditional. And if you're over the age of 50, then you can add an additional $1,000 catch up contribution. And you can open these up just about at just about any financial institution, a bank, T. Rowe Price, Fidelity, Schwab. Whether or not you're able to take a deduction for your IRA is going to be dependent upon whether or not it's a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. You cannot take a deduction for a Roth IRA. And with the traditional IRA, it's going to be dependent on your marital status, whether you're married or single, you have access to a retirement plan with your employer. Well, even if you're not 
putting contributions into that retirement plan. And then it's also going to be dependent upon your adjusted gross income. I recommend that you work with a financial planner or a tax advisor if you're considering making a contribution into a traditional IRA with the hopes of getting a tax deduction. Now, if you're considering using a Roth IRA, contributions to a Roth IRA are not tax deductible, but the earnings, they grow tax-free and any distributions that are taken from that account, those are also tax-free. And you are not forced to take required minimum distributions once you turn age 72. So it's a great tool for keeping more money in your pocket during a time when you need it most in retirement. And then here is the other tip. Leave your retirement account alone. It is for retirement. It is not to pay down debt. It is not to pay for Christmas. It is not to pay for those once in a lifetime, cross it off my bucket list type of experience. It is for retirement. And there's no judgment here. I'm just speaking from experience and what I see people use their retirement accounts for. Now, mind you, if you are in a situation where you have financial dire straits and you need to take money from your account and you don't have any other source of income, such as an emergency fund, then you do what you have to do. But I would always recommend that you consult with a financial advisor or a tax professional before taking monies out of your retirement account, especially if those funds are not for retirement. Okay, so I think I'm at tip four maybe, and that is opening up a tax brokerage account. So if you don't have access to a retirement account and maybe you feel like whatever you're contributing into that IRA account is not going to be adequate, it's not gonna provide you with enough retirement savings for your future, then you can open up a taxable brokerage account. Now a taxable brokerage account is another investment vehicle that you can use to save for retirement, but it doesn't have the tax advantages that you would receive from investing in a retirement account. You will invest with after-tax dollars, so post-tax dollars, and taxes on the earnings are not going to be deferred. But like I said, it's still a great option to help save for retirement. Okay, well that is it for this week. Don't forget to come back and check out part two of planning for retirement without a pension next week. And remember, wherever you are on your retirement savings journey, you got this. Don't get discouraged, don't get stressed out, but do create a plan and take action on that plan. And I'll see you next week. In the meantime, go be great. Thank you for listening to the Retire Ready To podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if so, please share it with your friends and family and help us to continue to educate others on saving, investing, and building wealth. And don't forget to provide us with a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, take care and go be great today.